162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I am your host, Andrew Gambardella III, the Yankees fan of this podcast. And sadly, well, not so sad. Um, today, Beal will not be joining us. Uh, we will not have a Red Sox fan on to discuss Aaron Judge coming back to the Yankees and Xander Bogarts no longer being a Boston Red Sox. We'll have to wait another week as Beal is on his honeymoon right now. Congratulations, Beal. I hope you're having a great time. Now, baseball is going to be talked about on this podcast. I know football is still going on. The college football playoff and bowl season we still have to look forward to. But what's going to go get talked about on this podcast today is baseball, the winter meetings, MLB free agency, our fantasy football team, which has – Right now, a good chance to win our sixth straight game. And it's a great thing that our team has 99 has a 99% chance to clinch a bye going into the playoffs because I don't know what we do without our coin. Since using since using our trusty coin to decide who to play in key spots and the flex spots are in our running back two or wide receiver three slots. Um, the coin has led us in the right direction. We are five and one since we started flipping a coin each week. Um, we've had a lot of fun with it and it wouldn't feel right to do it without Beal. And I'm very glad that we do not have to do it without Beal because I, I, the vibes would not be right. And We'd probably bow out of the playoffs in the first round if, if that was the case. But the fantasy playoffs are upon us. Team Bieldella, combining our two last names, is on its way, is booked into the semifinal matchup in Week 16. As Week 15, we will have a bye. We will be the finish as the two seed in the regular season. A very good regular season for us. 
honest, I think it's our best regular season ever. And having a chance to make another title run is, is huge. We have never won the title. We have finished third twice in this league, second once, and then a couple of of not so great finishes. But, you know, maybe this year is the year that we get over the top and we uh, we climb the mountain. But that's it. That's all we have to talk about with fantasy football. So let's get it right into NFL football, the, the real football, what happened on the field this past Sunday with our New York football giants. It wasn't pretty. At home against the Eagles, nobody really gave us a shot to win the game. And every analyst and every football whiz was right. We did not stand a shot on Sunday. The Giants lose 48-22 to as they head in to the biggest matchup they will have all year, the 7-5-1 seven and, seven, and one Washington Commanders host the 7-5-1 New York Football Giants Sunday night this week. And, you know, I ha- Beal has been less optimistic of recent, and for good reason, um, with the Giants, because plain and simple, the Giants have not been good recently. Um, since the bye week in week nine, the Giants beat Houston, then lost to Detroit at home lost on Thanksgiving at Dallas, tied Washington in an overtime game at home and got blown out by Philly. So in the last five games, they are one, three, and one. That's that's not very good heading into playoff season, but with four weeks to play, the Giants still sit in a playoff spot and our roster is not deep. We have been hurt by some injuries this coaching staff and uh, new front office, this rookie front office and rookie coaching staff has has been able to have a great turnaround on a team that is not very talented, but they play their hearts out every week. And honestly, I came across the best news ever. Carson Wentz has been activated from injured reserve and is on the active roster for the Washington Commanders. Now, Taylor Heineke starting. I know that. But Carson Wentz just being there, being active with a with a helmet next to him and in his football pads on the team, healthy. It's the first time, I'm pretty sure, ever in his career that he's been healthy and been a backup. And I have not been more confident in the Giants to win a football game than this Sunday night in Washington. Nobody's going to expect us to win the game. And this just, it feels like the perfect moment for the Washington franchise to continue to be the dumpster fire they have been for the last decade and for the New York Giants to surprise like they have all years. Not, not that the New York Giants haven't been, haven't been a, a mess of a franchise the past decade, um, I mean, only 11, it's been 10, 11 years now, 2012. So 10 years, um, since the giants won the super bowl and, uh, it's, it's been a lot. I think it's been five years now since we were, we were in the playoffs when back when we had Odell Beckham jr. And we got blown out by the Packers 
in that game. But the Giants have a chance to make the playoffs. And for the first time in a while, I'm excited to watch football come Sunday. And and that's a win in its own right, right? I think. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I could keep telling myself that, but I will be heartbroken if the Giants do not come away with a win Sunday night. It's pretty much the season comes comes to a head this weekend. This if we win this game, the Giants have around an 80% chance to make the playoffs. And if they lose, they're they have un, right around a 35% chance. Um, looking at analytics and, and all these numbers um, to make the playoffs. So, because with the charging Detroit Lions, who just took care of business against the Minnesota Vikings at home, um, and a Seahawks team that is still well coached and a talented football team sitting at seven and six right behind the Giants, who knows what's going to happen down the stretch? But this is the biggest week yet for our for our New York football giants. And I cannot wait for Saquon Barkley to have a touchdown. For Darius Slayton get to get open found downfield and score a touchdown. Now, if a Dory Jackson comes back, Leonard Williams comes back. Not a lot of huge, huge injuries this past week against Philly. Now, barring most of the starters didn't even play into the fourth quarter because by that point the game was already decided. Which, which is good good for us heading into our biggest matchup of the year. So you could take some solace out of the fact that the Giants lost by 26 points at home in a laugher against the Eagles. That doesn't matter now. Throw that out the window. We go into Washington, who's coming off of a bye. They have every reason. They're, they're as, they have momentum on their side. They have... Honestly, probably a more talented roster, a healthier roster coming off the bye, especially a more well-rested roster. And the last game they played was against the Giants. So everything points to Washington winning this game. But Carson Wentz just got activated. And him on an active roster as a backup is a scary, scary thing for the team that he's on. So... I'm taking the Giants. I'm backing my Giants this week. Some way, somehow, it's not going to be pretty, but the Giants will muck this game up on Sunday night, and it will be an epic Sunday night affair. It'll go down to the wire, and I think it's going to come down to a Graham Gano 50-yard field goal, and this time he's not going to be short. Well, that does it for our NFL football recap for the week. Well, my NFL football recap because Beal is on vacation, but – and other news around the week, other than the Giants, the Chiefs hold serve. The Bills in a snowy game hold serve against the Jets. And the AFC with the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Ravens, and that vaunted defense, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chargers, a lot of high-powered offenses, a lot of talent. And then you look at the NFC, and it's it looks wide open. but wide open no more because the Eagles, the Cowboys who hung on late against the Texans, I think they're going to find a way to break their fans' hearts again in true Cowboys fashion. But 
Don't sleep on the 49ers. I know they're down to their third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy. But, oh, did Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, they looked unstoppable against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And and I don't know. It, it looks like a three-horse race in the NFC. And maybe I, I might say with how talented the AFC is, that looks more wide open. I, I think it's down to three teams making it out of the NFC. But I I can confidently say that the Bills, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson back, uh, the Bengals, the Chiefs. I mean, honestly, a team gets hot like the Dolphins who just traded for Bradley Chubb or a Chargers team that's healthier going into the playoffs. I, it is, it is more wide open. I think in in the turn and I, I think in the way that I'm thinking right now, there's more teams that I think could pull off winning the AFC than I think could win the NFC. I would be shocked if the Eagles, Cowboys, or Niners don't come out of the NFC. That's right. I do not have Tom Brady coming out of the NFC. There's no way. They're done. They are done. And I'll be the first one to admit if I'm wrong. And I uh, I hope I'm wrong because that, that would mean that the Cowboys or Eagles don't get to the Super Bowl, which I definitely don't want to see that. Watching the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl was one of the worst thing, one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever had to watch. Great game. I just couldn't root for any either team. Uh, but if I were to give a Super Bowl prediction as of now, as a very, 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 very biased Giants fan, I will have the Niners, not the Eagles or Cowboys, coming out of the NFC. And I will have, I don't know, losing Von Miller is huge for the Bills. The Bengals have been the kryptonite for the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs, end their kryptonite, and I think it's a rematch of three years ago. We get a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl in which Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy somehow, some way, finds a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And that's that's my playoff prediction. If you don't like it, well, you know, there's some part of me that doesn't like it either. It is... It is wild to assume that's going to happen, but we're still weeks and weeks away. Plenty of football to go, which is what we all love to hear because this NFL season has been truly wonderful. Now to take it to to transition to another football or football, as some people would say, or soccer here in the U.S., the United States soccer team, they went on a run, lost to the Netherlands um, in the round of 16 of this World Cup. And the World Cup is down to its final four teams. I watched probably the best game of the tournament. I got to watch on, uh, I think it was Thursday night, I want to say. Thursday night, Argentina and the Netherlands. Or was it Friday? Friday night. I think it was Friday night. Went to overtime. Went to penalties. And Argentina, led by Lionel Messi and Angel Di Maria, took care of business against the Netherlands in PKs with the Netherlands scoring two goals in the last 10 minutes of regulation time 
Argentina hitting the post with one minute left of extra time, overtime, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And honestly, it was, it was one of the most entertaining soccer games I've, I've ever watched. And uh, yeah, I, I, I very much, I am very, very, very happy and ecstatic almost that, that I get to watch Lionel Messi play more world cup soccer because he is he's the goat he's the greatest of all time and uh i can't wait to to watch him play tomorrow tomorrow night against uh against croatia led by luka modric and on the other side of the semis there's france and morocco i have france and argentina meeting up in a star-studded affair kellen mbappe versus lionel messi in the final they both play for Paris Saint-Germain, and uh, I think the soccer world and the football world and everybody in the world would be in for a treat to get an Argentina-France final. Not that any World Cup final wouldn't be a treat to watch, but that would be that would be incredible. Messi going for his first World Cup, France going for for the repeat. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't think of a better way to end the World Cup. This World Cup has been has been a wonder to watch. And uh, I hope when the World Cup is in the United States four years from now, the U.S. gets to this point in the tournament. And I can't wait for four years from now. But what I can wait for. And what we will all have to wait for for some time now, probably for the rest of our lives, is that Aaron Judge, seeing Aaron Judge in another uniform other than being a Yankee, because Aaron Judge is back. John Hyman was wrong. He was wrong. And he sent me through an emotional roller coaster. He sent every Yankees fan through an emotional roller coaster. And I, there hasn't been a lot of backlash, backlash that I see. Not that he should get backlash because, I mean, he's just trying to do his job, trying to be the first to the punch as an analyst and uh, trying to be the best at what he does. But he was wrong. And I I haven't seen that before. I This is the first time I've really been locked into MLB free agency, the major leagues, and baseball free agency because there hasn't been a huge – Yankee up for free agency in a long time, a, a lifelong link Yankee up for free agency. And Aaron judge was that the face of our franchise, the best player in baseball right now. And the, and the Yankees get to sign him for a nine year, $360 million a year deal, million dollar deal for $40 million a year. All MLB contracts are fully guaranteed. I, that takes him to age 39. I think we might have paid him a lot. We not might have. We definitely paid him a lot, and we paid him for past performance. And I think the next few years, all, all I can pray for is that he stays healthy because he is one of the biggest weapons, if not the biggest weapon in a lineup. And uh, we need other pieces around him. Now we have... Aaron Judge back, Anthony Rizzo back, Tommy Canely coming back from the Dodgers, signed into our bullpen. And I think only the next move is to bring back Andrew Benintendi, a healthy Andrew Benintendi. I think that would be a huge move for us. And 
a lot of buzz around the league is saying Carlos Rodon of the past this past year's San Francisco Giants, who threw a two eight eight ERA um, in the NL and almost almost single handedly carried the San Francisco Giants into contention um, in in the West in the vaunted NL West against the Dodgers and Padres. Wasn't able to do it, and Carlos. If you're looking for a place to play postseason baseball, please come to New York. I'll gladly take you. You had the best year of your career last year, and I'm sure you're looking for a huge contract. And I hope it's the Yankees that give it to you. I I know you've had your injury concerns in the past, Carlos. So maybe take a little discount to come to New York. I I doubt you'll take, take a discount to New York. But if you were, Carlos... If you were to take a discount from anyone, take it from New York. Ah, I don't know why I'm saying that. Carlos, do what you got to do. You're a great player. I hope you wind up in a Yankees jersey. And Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman, thank you for bringing back Aaron Judge. It's time to load up pieces around him and actually make our team a World Series contender, not just... um, an American League division series contender because the past five years, that's the past decade now, that's all the Yankees have been. And then we did not even win a game against Houston this past year. And I know Houston lost Justin Verlander, but the rest of those arms in that rotation are incredible. And I don't see Houston going anywhere next year. They will be, Houston will be the team to, to beat next year in the in the American League and there's no doubt about that. Now, enough about the Yankees cuz there's definitely many other teams in the league. The Mets making huge moves, signing re-signing Brandon Nimmo in center field, signing Justin Verlander, although they lost Jacob DeGrom, who's been the staple of and the ace of that that staff. Now, the Mets have Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer as a one-two punch. They lose Chris Bassett to the Blue Jays, but they gain Kodai Senga from um, from overseas. And I I don't know. I, I don't know how good he is, but if if he is if he is good, if he's as good as advertised, I think they might have just gotten a better pitcher than Chris Bassett. And for those three guys to be their top three pitchers, it's a pretty good, pretty good postseason uh, rotation that they already have there in, in on the other side of New York. And uh, and you know, the Subway Series again this year is going to be a heated battle, and I can't wait for it. But honestly, I'm glad that the Mets are in the national league and not, not the American league, because when I look at it, the blue Jays, they're young, they're getting better. They signed, uh, they signed Chris Bassett, as I just said, and they signed Kevin Kiermeyer over from the Rays to play one of the best fielding center fielders of this generation. And they have, uh, Vlad Guerrero jr. They have Bo Bichette. They have, they have George Springer. They have names upon names in that lineup and and a good rotation to back it up. And that's that's a scary team to have to deal with. And the Rays always reload. 
and they'll be competitive. But getting to, I, I'm not going to talk too down on on Beal's Red Sox because he's not here to defend himself. But they lose Mookie Betts to the Dodgers years ago, just a, just a few years ago, and now they lose Xander Bogarts to the Padres. I don't know what happened um, with the Red Sox not being able to retain top-level talent like they did with Dustin Pedroia and David Ortiz and Jason Veritek. But that's two top-of-the-line, top-class players who get huge deals elsewhere that the Red Sox can, can afford. They can afford them, and they choose not to. And I, I think every Red Sox fan is out there wondering why. And now every Red Sox fan has to be wondering, oh, no, Rafael Devers is a free agent next year. And are we about to lose Rafael Devers, too? I, I'm just putting it out there. Would I love to see it happen? Yes. As a Yankees fan, I would love to see that happen. Would it? But I do know your pain after seeing John John Hyman's tweet that the that Aaron Judge was going to San Francisco. My heart dropped. My heart it broke a little bit. It it broke. It shattered a little bit. There was a little, you know, because it's a huge it's a huge part of what you think about the Yankees, the face of your team, and and Xander Bogarts, Mookie Betts before him was a face of that franchise and, and to lose a face of the franchise hurts, hurts the fans. I think a lot more than it does, um, does front offices. Um, but Xander Bogart's going to the Padres joining a star studded lineup after this, after the Padres missed out on Trey Turner, who they outbid the Phillies, but Trey Turner wanted to go to the Phillies and play with Bryce Harper. Again, it looked, it seemed like from reports, they made a last-ditch effort to steal Aaron Judge away from the Yankees. They did not get that done, but they did get Xander Bogarts away from Boston and away from the American League. And now I look at the American League, and it's the Rangers who who've gotten a little bit better, who've gotten better with uh, the addition, definitely gotten better with the addition of Jacob Degrom and Seager last year and Marcus Simeon. But I don't think they're quite there yet and fully loaded. I think it's, again, it's Astros, a young Guardians team that could take another step in the right direction. I would not be surprised to see the Guardians in the playoffs again and winning that division. A White Sox team that is still very, very talented and young. And then the Yankees and Blue Jays. I, I, I think it's that those five teams and nobody else right now. But... There's still much, much more work to do this offseason. Like I said, Andrew Benintendi, Michael Brantley, Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Rodon, all still free agents and plenty of other names that are free agents right now. But the biggest three have to be Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson, and Carlos Rodon. And I think shortstop Carlos Correa I think he ends up in San Francisco after San Francisco swung and missed on judge 
they're they're not a Ross, they're not a team that likes to sit around and and uh and not compete, especially with the Padres and Dodgers as good as they are. I don't I do not see them losing out on Judge and just mailing it mailing it in for next season. So I think they go out and get the top remaining free agent in Carlos Correa as they pivot away from losing Aaron Judge. Now the second guy on this list, Dansby Swanson, won a World Series with the Braves. I don't think the Braves are going to get to keep him. Letting him get to free agency, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to retain Dansby Swanson in Atlanta. But the biggest market team that's lost a big player, Trey Turner, leaving the Dodgers to go to the Phillies. I, They're hard shoes to fill, but I think Dansby Swanson could go to the Dodgers. But my final prediction, my actual prediction for Dansby Swanson is the Chicago Cubs. Cody Bellinger going there. The, the Cubs have made some subtly good moves over over the past couple years and I look for the Chicago Cubs to make a surprise addition to their roster after they signed Saya Suzuki last year they have some young talent on that that a lot of young talent and I think Dansby Swanson could fit in very well on that roster they just signed Jamison Tyone they have Marcus Stroman Kyle Hendricks it's not a terrible roster. It's not terrible. It's not great. But I think Dansby Swanson in a big market in Chicago, Chicago could give him the money. I think that's that's my surprise pick in that he goes to the Cubs. Now with Carlos Rodon, I think the Giants want him back. And I think the Yankees want him as well. It, it seems like it's down to a, a, a two-team race again. And with my prediction of the Giants putting out a lot of money for Carlos Correa, I think they miss out on the other Carlos, Carlos Rodon, and he comes to the Yankees. And those are my predictions as of now. They may not pan out. I hope at least one of them pans out. I hope Carlos Rodon is a Yankee. And I hope we get to run out a, a starting pitching rotation of Rodon, Cortez, Garrett Cole, Frankie Montas, and Luis Severino. That's a great, great starting pitching rotation. Now that does it for me. As always, we love y'all. Um, have a great, great rest of your day. Enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your your lunners, your brunches. Can't wait for Beal to be back on the show. We'll talk about Xander Bogarts. We'll talk about Aaron Judge and hopefully more MLB free agency news. But for now, go Giants. Saquon Barkley, take us to the promised land. Mm -hmm.